She's a diamond among all the others around her. She outshines the crowd. Don't let her blind you with eyes of suggesting you have her tonight. I promise she'll forget your name by sunrise. She's sweeter than brandy, but don't get it twisted. She'll rip your heart out, leave you second guessing if you ever had the chance with her at all. She made the game and played you like a pawn. The beauty she's got. Yo, 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 man, what's good? It's your boy Jay Banda here with another epi from Cushion Coffee Podcast. If you guys are wondering why that song is playing, because I got my girl Ree in here and she play you like a pawn any day. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my girl Ree for coming on the podcast and fucking with me, man. She uh she does she's real into real estate. She get you out there, get them loans or whatever you need to do, get you connected with the people that get you right for them loans. She can also find properties. Say what's up, Bree. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Last time we met, we met at a photo shoot that you fucking killed. <laughs> we didn't get in a vote, but you fucking still killed it. Thank you. So how's things going with you? Good. It's like same old, same old, right? Trying to get into Vogue. It's just working. <laughs> so tell a little bit about yourself before we get started. So I am a residential and commercial real estate agent here in the Chicago area. My job is if you're a business to help you know find a place that works for your business plan and if you're a home buyer an investor a renter whatever it is my job is I'm a matchmaker so I figure out what your needs are what your wants are what your desires matchmaker and then I fulfill them with real estate so guys make sure you get her check her out on IG for real estate IG what is that uh Reprasad luxury group so go follow her man she gets you in tune with the right people but on other words, we were uh, when we first met, we were had a great conversation about certain things as far as relationships and all these weirdos you run into in the city as far as dating these weirdos and and then like you you brought up also about arranged marriages. Like mm-hmm. some people don't know what that is. I had my friend on here, Sean K. Shout out Sean K. But he's also uh, Indian too, and he talked about how he was first generation born. He talked about how his mom and his dad had that arranged marriage. So for people that didn't know, tell them a little more and get in depth with those arranged marriages as far as like, have you experienced some of those, by the way? Yeah. So my parents are actually an arranged marriage. It's really interesting, right? So in India, you have to realize like the culture is divided. Uh, People will tell you about the caste system. So hundreds of years ago, the family that you were born in is the caste that determines what kind of profession you would have. Um, And then you would only marry within your caste, right? Like marrying your equals. And then that would give you access to like your education level, society, everything else, which is a little messed up. But uh, it's the way that they, people always want to go with similar people. And that's what the caste system is. So my parents are actually arranged marriage. They met like once before they got married. And it's basically like uh, they look at your horoscope in India. The moment you are born, someone writes down, uh, someone writes down like your date and down to the minute and sometimes to the second. And they make this life chart for you based off of the stars and the sky and the planets. Yeah. That tells you what your like potential is and your personality. And it's freaking accurate as hell. It's a little crazy. And then uh, once you get older and you're, um, there, there are periods where you're like blessed 
to get a marriage and they'll look to see if you're compatible, right? There's like hundreds of points and they're looking for 70% compatibility. Um, and it's interesting, the mentality behind uh, arranged marriage, I think is amazing because here in America, like hundred percent, we live in a swipe right, swipe left nation, right? Like if now, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Accordingly how technology is going too. It's just like so easy, especially like, like how do you stay faithful now in this world? You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I'm, I'm able to, cause I, I have too much to lose to even try to even think that, you know? So it's like, right. especially like people ain't built that way anymore i don't think this is a fast society now maybe yeah. just like try whatever and keep going yeah 100 percent. <laughs> it really is because your idea is if this girl doesn't like me i can just keep swiping and it's a numbers game and the next one will and the next one and that kind of like embeds shit in your head yeah that there's always going to be a next one and you don't have to it's not like no one ever reflects and says i'm not a perfect person like there's shit that people have to put up with me. Yeah. And so I have to accept that person and put up with that shit. People just think I'm worth it. If I can get her, or if I can get him, I could probably do better. Yeah. I can like, I don't need to work on this. I'm going to find someone who makes me feel good. in that like honeymoon phase. And it's really kind of messed up when you sit back and you look at it. Like you don't see like couples anymore, like your parents, right? Like that's like gone. I oh. think, I don't know. I think there's still like sincere good people. Yeah. Right? Like I've got friends. Um, so I have tenants that live below me and they've been together for like years. I think four or five years. Okay. They're maybe in their late twenties, early thirties. And they're always like the other last summer I saw them walking, like holding each other's hands and they're talking about what's their favorite candy bar. I was like, who the fuck are you? What kind of conversation is this? You're literally having a conversation. I wanted to follow them and be like, <laughs> you're having a conversation about candy bars? <laughs> but like, I think there's people who are still like that, that realize like you're constantly falling back in love with that person and it's a choice you make on a daily basis. Yeah. Right? Like, well, because it's technically growth, right? You got to grow with that person. I mean, you've seen your parents do it. So it's like... You know, and I'm pretty sure that because the dude, uh, Sean K talked about it, too. Like they met at a wedding. This is how it happened. And like his father and his sister or his mother and sister, his father and mother, they met like they were, she was cousins with somebody that got married that Friday. And then like the following Saturday, they were getting married and his parents and his father that like that's how fast it moved. And I was like, holy fuck, dude, for real. And he's like, yeah, there was like no getting to know each other. It was just all right. Family's coming together. And then it's just like, boom, they're married. And yeah. then, and he said, dude, but it's so amazing because he said, like, when they were younger or whatever, they might have bigger than fight, but now it's, like, more how they know that they need each other. So it's, like, more of that love and that cherishment and understanding of what a life partner really means, you know what I'm saying, as far as getting old together. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Like, I don't ever, as a child, remember my parents hugging or, like, I don't even remember the Showing hugging. affection? Yeah, at all. And that's pretty crazy. It's a, but a, for Western standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Eastern standards. I mean, that's all we see our parents interacting with one another over here on this side. That's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. To think about it. Right. Yeah. And so like, it's super interesting because my mom got really sick last year 
Um, and I flew out to Portland to see my parents and to spend time with my mom. I literally got on a flight. My sister called me the next morning. I was on a flight. And my dad is an ER doctor. Okay, he retired in 2019. My dad was an ER doctor for like 50 years of his life. And he worked for the VA. So this man has seen shit. And uh, I remember I like fell once when I was a kid on a nail. My dad pulled it out, poured alcohol in it, threw on a Band-Aid and said, you're good. Okay? <laughs> I choked once. Yeah. My dad gave me the Heimlich. I was in the bathroom. He gave me the Heimlich. It fell in the sink. He rinsed it off. He's like, you want it? I'm like, no, it tried to kill me. I don't want it. <laughs> like, that's the man, okay? Yeah. And my mom was sick, and um, the meds that they put her on was, like, making her vomit. And so she ran in. I was walking with my nieces and her. She ran into the house. She, like, you know, did not feel good, threw up, came back. And my dad put her shoes, I was watching from outside, tied her shoes for her. And when she walked outside, he's like, take this bottle of water. And I've never seen my dad scared. I've never seen him worried or scared or like, and that moment was one of the scariest moments for me that my dad was worried. Yeah. And then also I was like, shit, I hope someone loves me like that. Where they love me so much that I'm the end all, be all. Yeah. What kind of love is that? That's amazing. Yeah, of course. Shout out to your parents. She's okay though, is she? She's good now, thank you. Yeah, she's all good. <laughs> okay. She's a fighter. So she's out in Portland, huh? Yeah. You and your sister stay here, or do your sister stay out in Portland too? Is this you? No, they're out there. So my parents moved for her. If you have kids in the Indian culture, like family flocks to you. And then if you're a single woman with no kids over the age of 30, it's basically like, go fuck yourself. Like you're dead. You no might shit. Well be dead. A little bit. Oh, a little bit. They're great parents. They love yeah, yeah. me. But, um, if you tell anyone in the Indian culture, so I'm going to be 39 next week. If you tell anyone in the Indian culture, I'm 39, I'm single, I'm unwed, and I have no kids, they're just going to be like, mm, her life is literally done. No way, for real? For real. That's where the culture is? That's literally what it is. My purpose in life is to get married and have babies. And if I don't fulfill that purpose before like 25 is getting old, then I'm just done. But it's probably because the Western culture, though, that you got introduced to. Like, you figured if you were in India, you it probably would have been Maybe. married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So are you, were you born here? I was not. I was born in India. Were you? Yeah. How old, how old were you when you got here? I was six years old. No way. Yeah, I was a little, little girl. you remember anything over there? I remember everything. Like, I have very distinct memories of my family and my awesome childhood. I had, like, the best childhood ever. So it's a very different world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like the opportunities like here, like I noticed, uh, I have a couple of Indian friends too that, but they're like super smart. You know, that's just like, bro, you had heard her telling me one of because they came here like as foreign exchange students and they ended up moving here and they ended up getting like fucking degrees in like engineering and shit like that. Our computer technician guys and shit like that. And these dudes are fucking geniuses, you know? I remember one time at where the company I work for now, we were doing something at Midwest Gen. It's a powerhouse here in Chicago. And uh, there was like an 18-year-old fucking engineer, Indian kid, and he's just sitting there with a white hard hat with a dope-ass suit on with some like Stacy Adams or some, I don't know, some kind of fucking expensive-ass shoes. But he was just sitting there watching us 
standing back behind like a, a the safe section whatever just watching the whole thing go down while everybody's answering him questions like asking his questions yeah. which is kind of crazy as hell because but there it's like you guys in the country of india right it's pretty bad there like it's poor it's poor it's also like hard right there's so many of us there's populated right it's population yeah there's like 1.2 bill so why is that is this that's what indian i mean culture does as far as like having kids and back in the day yeah (laughs) right like how many how many how many siblings you have i just have one my parents didn't even want me i believe my dad got um snipped and i like just swung through it was like fuck it i'm coming (laughs) (laughs) Ree's coming right i don't care what you think i'm coming (laughs) (laughs) and then you happen and your sister i did my sister they wanted oh okay so like india had this huge campaign in the 70s and 80s one child only um similar to like China. china yeah yeah and so i think my parents were done five years later i sneak through and they're like they're probably regretting it they're like that we have a doctor. She's married. She married another Brahmin. She's got gorgeous kids. Yeah. Amazing wife. And then we've got this crazy chick <laughs> who's like, we don't even understand her. So is it awkward when you go to like like family events and stuff like that? And your parents like introduce you and like, yeah, that's my daughter. She's 39 and such and such. And like, do you, is it like, do you feel bad in a kind of way? Or do you just feel embarrassed a little as it's far as weird. being around? A culture that's supposed to be a certain way and yeah and you're like are you like the only one you met before like that are you have you met any other friends as there's a few of us we're we're forming a team we're getting shirts made um <laughs> like, it's weird right like in my culture when i eat meet an older person um my parents are for as religious and um Indian, like they're super Indian. They're like the most supportive, kind, loving people, right? Yeah. To me, um, my dad, I was actually engaged at the beginning of COVID. And my dad, who I thought would be like, get married, please get married. Yeah. Right? I thought he would be um, super supportive of me when I told him I was engaged. My dad literally was like, you know what? I think you could do better. Yeah, he's like, don't get, don't marry this guy. And he, this guy's Indian and he's a Brahmin. Brahmin's a top caste, right? Okay. So my, you would think my dad would be like rolling out the red carpet. For this dude. Right. That his 36 then, 36 year old daughter is marrying another Indian Brahmin, all of this. But my dad was just like, don't marry him. Like you can do so much better. And then my mom, after I ended the engagement, my mom was like, you know, the sad thing is, I think, uh, just go marry a white guy. Go be mar- go be happy. Marry a white guy. Like, don't worry about it. He never deserved you. And that was a step down for you. So, like, they're weird about, yes, would they want me to have had that opportunity to marry someone at a younger age? Yes. But they love me enough to, like, accept me and want just the best for me. Yeah, yeah. And they're my biggest cheerleaders, right? Like, uh, I've been a realtor for almost a decade now. And so my dad, I call my mom every day. I talk to my mom like two, three times a day if I'm bored in between showings, if I'm just in my car, call her. Um, 
And my dad always picks up the phone and be like, what did you do today? I'll be like, oh, I just did like a rental. He's like, oh, you did a rental? I'm like, all right, calm down. (laughs) Uh, And it's so cute. I could tell him anything. Yeah. And he's so stoked about it. He just thinks that it's so cool that I'm following my own path. And I'm pretty sure my mom's like hitting her head against the wall. I'm like, what did we do with this one? (laughs) I don't think it. I, I think maybe your parents just like want you to go really find love, you know, like instead of being somewhere as far, because they probably seen how the culture here is. And then you, they obviously brought you here at six. So they knew that they weren't going to keep you like they were in India. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no way in, in hell unless they keep you locked up away and away from outside. But as far as being a teenager and going to school and you're going to eventually get involved with the culture, want to hang out and start learning, listen to music and, you know, following other girls, liking other boys and, you know, getting away from your culture the way it was, the way they were brought up. So they probably figure like, just let you be happy, you know? Yeah. And that's, they've always done that. Like, uh, when I was little in school, I used to go to church with my friends and my parents were like, go see what it is, experience it. Right. Like religion regardless of what name it is, is a beautiful thing. Yeah. So they're like super open, progressive people. That's pretty cool too, though, as far as like, because other cultures, I don't think they'll be the same way because not in the Western culture anyways, you're running so many different religions in here and it's like, no way, I don't want my friend, my son hanging around, but which is cool because it's what the world needs, a little more peace, you know? Yeah, and it's acceptance because Hinduism at a core is not a religion, it's actually a culture. It's a way of life. Way of life. Way of living. Yeah. And that's like what's kind of cool about it when you deep dive into it. These stories, these like gods, these uh, mythical like stories. It's all about how to be. It's not saying praise me. I'm yeah. God. But it's saying like. Find yourself. Yeah. Find your purpose. Serve others. And it's kind of um, by serving others, you get it multiplied back to you. Yeah. hundred percent. So I love like the beauty in it. Yeah, that's kind of like how I live life. Cause you, you, like, there's too much animosity in the world. Why can't you just like my shout out to my cousin Natalie? She's all about love, love, man. Like, she's just like, why can't people just be like, oh, I love you, have a good day, you know? Instead, people gotta be like, oh, wake up, grumpy, or pissed off, and fucking I'll fuck you, or you know what I'm saying? Some stupid shit, or just deal with traffic, like angry motherfuckers getting shot, getting shot at, cause you cut them off not by on purpose but accidentally or something or you know what I'm saying just people speeding getting through traffic people getting shot on the highway because uh traffic dispute and shit like it's kind of crazy just just go through life you know, being happy you know it, it's not that hard like it is <laughs> it is you know why people aren't happy with themselves yeah 100 percent. right so it goes with the perception thing we were talking about before we started yeah 100 percent. like if you're not content with your life then you're just walking around being a bully. You don't want anyone else to be content. You don't understand why they're content and you're not. That's literally what it is. And there's a lot of people out there like that too. So it's like, every. I think everybody has, because I I think I started reflecting back on myself probably like maybe like seven, eight months ago. I I got this book. um, And it talked about like finding everything about yourself that you don't like and you got to think about everything like everything as far as being a jerk and asshole you know what i'm saying being sarcastic and and instead of listening to people 
you're just quick to say something judgmental enviness jelly jealousy and talks about all that how you got to look at all that shit in yourself to understand how to become your true person because you got to understand that you are a person that reflecting the things that you're trying or you're scared of like you you're dealing with as far as like you want other people to be in the same dormant or lumbo with you you know because you don't want to be there by yourself just like i didn't understand how my baby mama was such a jerk to me and i had to think about that and i just want to give her like a big ass hug and just say i'm sorry you know i'm saying it's just like i've been telling this to uh i told this to somebody else too but it's just like just because it's been like 14 years you know i just don't want her to be bitter anymore or mad but like it's life moves on but we got two kids together so that's kind of difficult it's not like we could have just forgot about each other because i would have just forgot about her but we got two kids together and i just want the kids to see that like you know saying everything's okay between the parents like we're gonna raise you guys together and it's been so hard for like the last 14 years doing that shit so i was a gracie for staying with me though because that's can you imagine that shit she's amazing i know i love my wife i know i love her too but uh and it's like um if it wasn't for her man too to like guide me through a lot of things and i'm grateful for like i said she could have fucking left me a long time ago but she stuck with me and and i am today because of her you know and i'm proud of that to say that it's so funny right like uh if you think about relationships and how they are in life it's literally like if someone's walking around covered in paint all day and every person you interact with it's like you're slamming into them um and your paint rubs off on them. Yeah. So, like, if you're having a shitty day, your black paint rubs off on someone else because you just treated them badly. 100%. And, like, that person's now walking around with black paint. And how they can only take so much of that before they are covered in black paint and then they're pushing it onto someone else. It's, yep. And that's literally what it is. We're all get so angry and, and we have like one bad interaction. We take it out on someone else. Now you just fucked up someone's day. And we hold on to the bad so much longer than we hold on to the good. Yeah. And like we're just creating hurt people with our actions and it's it's a domino effect. Instead of instead of like that's a good because you're supposed to like I believe now this is like my theory in life. This is how I go about life, like lifting people up. Like, instead of just pushing them down. Because, you know, a lot of people that I deal with, man, like, don't have the opportunity. Like, I didn't have the opportunity growing up to have fucking come hang out at the studio, you know? Yeah. And everybody I meet, I, I'm from the streets, too. So I grew up in that shit with poor, nothing to have, and being out there with, with the fellas and shit and all that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, it, and it comes to now where I'm at, where, at my age of growing up and just realizing, like, damn, you're in a position to help people now, you know? So, like, that's how I come and treat people because it's like, Cause you never know who you can help, but it's always dangerous too. Cause you don't know who you're gonna meet either. Are they gonna have the same intentions? Cause these people are just the same way. You know what I'm saying? You see, it's just like love just needs to be spread around the world more instead of all this hatred. But it goes to, it goes to what Ye saying too about all the media. You know what I'm saying? So that's like how we're controlled by certain individuals, like the elite. I ain't trying to get banned, so I ain't gonna say it. We're still, we're still trying to grow over here. <laughs> funny though it's so true like it's the my girlfriend and I were having this entire conversation today about how it's so funny a small group of people and their ideas and their mindset like determines everyone else right like they said there's only one percent and then like the other 90 98 percent is actually like 
99% are actually the consumers, the people that, you know what I'm saying? Consumers, like us, yes. Yeah. That's just like me. I stopped buying Jordans and fucking, I don't think I have any kind of real fancy clothing. I be chilling. I make my own. Because your coffee podcast, man. Fuck fuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) Getting back to this dating thing, though, like, uh, Mm -hmm. so, like, you were talking last time we talked about, too, all the crazy things you had to do with with some of these crazy-ass men. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that, man. Oh, where to start? (laughs) (laughs) It's just so weird. So, I feel like dating when you're over 35, you know the Simpsons um, where Homer worked, the... Uh, the plant, yeah, and then in the back because they had like the illegal runoff from the waste because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you always have fish papa with three eyes. Three, three eyes. That is my dating pool. I got some fugly three-eyed fish. That's what we're left with. <laughs> At thirty-five years old, over thirty-five and over, it's it's done. No pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's definitely different. Like I've had. I think men either get to a point where they just want to find someone and get married, mm-hmm. right? Or they don't know what the hell they're doing, or they're so emotionally scarred and they're so fucked up that they're like just roaming around yeah. and wasting women's time. So, <laughs> honestly. For real? That's how you feel about men over 30? Damn, man. I feel, I feel bad for you guys. Thank God I'm 38 and got one already. Yeah. Because so how many how many can you get any crazy stories? Oh, I have so many. I have so many. I um, had one earlier this year. I think I was telling you about this one. I went on a date with this guy, and he seemed like normal and sweet. And then halfway through the date, he mentions it's his birthday. We're just getting drinks. It's his birthday, and I'm like, wait, you're having birthday? I'm like, you're having birthday drinks with me on a first date? I was like, this is so weird. Like, we just started talking a few days ago. Aren't you doing something with someone else? Yeah, like family members or something? Or friends. friends. <laughs> that should have been a red flag. I did not pick that one up. And so, like, I just look like I don't eat. But ask, ask Gracie. I know. She said you'd be eating. Yeah. I eat like a linebacker, okay? <laughs> oh, shit. A linebacker? I, oh, my God. Yes. They would all make fun of me. So I know Gracie from back in the day. We used to work together a millennia ago. And um, we had like where we worked, they had a cafeteria and it was like a dollar twenty-five and you could eat so much food. Yeah. And I would literally eat all day, every day, constantly. And people would just be like, Is that a hollow leg? What's going on? Um, so this guy I go on a date with him and I was like trying to keep it chill. Usually I'm like, let's do something small and their drinks or something. Yeah. And it was restaurant week. He's like, we're going to go to restaurant week. And he's like, this is the place I picked. And I was so excited. And I, I'm a realtor. So like, <laughs> yeah, I you work know the area. Day. Yeah. Yeah. And I work all day. So I go to the gym and then I'm gone all day at showings. And so by the time I get home, that's when I eat. I haven't eaten anything. I'm starving. We go. Plus, you worked out already, right? So you, you, your, your, your body's screaming for energy right now. Exactly, and like it's restaurant week, which means like amazing food. Their yeah. menus during restaurant week are phenomenal. We go, we get a drink. He's like, "Oh, I'm not. I don't eat that much." And I'm like, "Er, okay, um, <laughs> all right." So, and then um, he's like, "Yeah." So, like, let's just get appetizers. I'm like, "Okay." And then he's looking at the entrees and he's like, why don't we split an entree? And I'm like, oh, 
So me trying to be the nice person, I'm like, okay. And so he picked something. I had one and a half chicken thighs, one and a half skin on bone in chicken thighs to eat. Do you know how much meat is on one and a half chicken thighs? Well, okay. Why didn't you just tell him you were hungry? I did. Like when, we were, when he picked me up, he's like, are you hungry? I'm like, I'm starving. Right? <laughs> then he says, let's split an entree. <laughs> I never. And I wanted to just be like, I will pay for myself. Yeah. I will buy you dinner. I'm just hungry. Okay. I've never chewed air before. I've never chewed food this much <laughs> in my life. Like it was, it was, I was hangry. And then I felt bad because COVID, right? Bartenders and waiters did not make a lot of money. Yeah. And restaurant meat, they're going to bake because people are ordering everything. We have one drink, we share an entree and I'm just, and the poor the poor waiter keeps coming back, and I feel like such a piece of shit human being. <laughs> Why? Because I'm like, I'm so sorry. We took your seat. You should be making like fifty dollar tip right now, and our bill's like forty dollars. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I just feel bad. Um, and I look down. The man tips ten percent too, and I'm like, ooh, you're really an asshole, <laughs> right? Um, and this is when like I'm preparing for work and. I'm getting uh, all of these things ready and I had to get rid of one of, I got rid of my assistant. So I'm like doubling down on work yeah. and getting all of the shit done. And he calls me all the time. Um, I am not a phone call person. I don't need to hear from you all fucking day. I have a job. I have responsibilities. I'm responsible for the largest purchase a person's going to make. I will see you when I see you and I'll catch up with you at night. Like I don't need a play by play. Yeah. And so he gets upset um, and he calls me and he can hear me working at 11 o'clock at night, typing away. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I just want to finish and go to bed. And the next day he calls me. He's like, what are you doing? It's midnight. I'm like, I'm leaving the gym because I didn't have time to go. Yeah. That's when gyms were closing at midnight. Um, and so you can hear in my voice, I'm tired as hell. He just keeps going. I get home. I literally just crawl into bed. I wake up. There's a text message from him saying... Um, let me take you out on a date tonight. And one of my tenants were moving out. I was like, I'm so sorry, I can't. I have to turn over the unit with my contractors because my new tenants are coming in. And he goes, oh, I forgot. I have plans anyway. I'm like, bitch, you did not have plans. Grow the fuck up. And do you think that's where, like, no woman ever is like, oh, my God, somebody else wants you. I want you. No one. Ever, ever. There's probably some fucking weirdos out there, though, that fucking fall for that shit. Just want to be pampered and fed and taken out. I know you're not one of those persons. No, I want. No, no, no. Wait, I want to be fed. Yeah, yeah. You want to be fed. But I mean, as far as like, just like to to buy their time. You know what I'm saying? Just because there's women out there really like that. that I get that. You know, and there's suckers out there that actually just take them out for their time to, I get that. as far as like him taking you out on his birthday <laughs> so we i get and i felt bad and i was like i'm trying to be sensitive right like because yeah. i'm not i'm not a very i'm not like a very emotional woman in terms of like i'm very logical and yeah. I'm very goal-oriented and so if something's taking me away from what i need to do i'm not good at I'm very direct and sometimes I hurt feelings. So I'm trying to be conscious of like other people and um, 
And this guy I was trying to just... The like, little people. The little people. Right? No, not little people. I'm a little person. <laughs> I just am very, like, precise. I don't have time. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'm s-. later on, he sends me a long text of, I don't... I've been down this road before and chasing someone's humiliating. And um, so I don't think this is going to work. And I was like, cool. I'm sorry. I think you're a great person. I agree. I don't think this is going to work. And I wish you luck. And then, like two days later, I get crazy, crazy text message. Mm. I thought you would fight for us. I would be the one to fight for <laughs> like, you. <laughs> I'm like, one and a half dates, my friend. One and a half dates? Yeah. And we're, we're, um, what am I fighting for? I don't know what I'm fighting for. Are you serious? Yeah. One, oh. how, how long do you know? Maybe two weeks. One and a half dates, two weeks. And I should be fighting for him. And us. <laughs> and like the crazy texts continue. I just ignore it because I'm like, I don't even have anything to say to you. You just told me you're not going to chase me. It's humiliating. And then now you're sending me a text message yeah. saying I should fight for us. And you just want to caress my face. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Parano? <laughs> I'm like, oh. Um, and then, like, randomly, I just get random texts. I'm thinking about you, and I feel so, like, horrible, and we would have been such a great match, and I would have been the strength to your weaknesses and vice versa. And I'm like, what is going on here? Is he, like, high on shrooms and reading Shakespeare? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on. Oh, man. And so I just keep ignoring it because at this point, he is a Ken doll to me. There is no appendage below the pants as far as I'm concerned. Ken doll, right? Like, I don't, <laughs> no interest. No interest. None. And he keeps going. And so finally, I had it after a month. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to tell you this. I thought. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, for a month. He was texting you for a month. Texting me randomly out of the blue every like couple days. And being like, oh, I just thought of you. I'm like, I don't know. One and a half dates. Yeah. One and a half dates. One and a half chicken thighs. <laughs> one and a half dates. One and a half chicken thighs. And he's missing me. Um, so, like, I finally, at this point, I'm just pissed. Yeah. I'm like, leave me. I thought it was implied by the fact that I never replied. But apparently I need to spell it out for you. So let me say this. You said you were not going to chase me. I'm wishing we could go back to that statement and solidify it. Because I don't want to be chased. If I want to be chased, I'd give you some breadcrumbs. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not giving you anything, buddy. So, like, move on. I wish you luck. You need someone who can give you emotionally what you need. And I am not it. And then he starts attacking me. Like, what? Like verbally. Verbally? Yeah. He's like, oh, you think you're the shit. And, <laughs> and I'm like, no, honestly, if you knew me, you would for sure know that I don't think that I'm just shit. Yeah. I like make fun of myself more than anybody else. So you're just a workaholic then, huh? I like work, but here's the thing. I respect someone who's got like drive, ambition, and grit and like a good heart. And I will make time for someone that's aligned with me. Like, if you're smart, that is sexy as hell. Yeah. If you've got drive, if you've got ambition, if you're going to figure shit out, like, I respect that. Because that's me. I work my ass off. Yeah. And I will make time for you. But if you feel like you're entitled to me, if you feel like I can be bought, and if you feel like I'm a thing because I'm pretty, then we've got something else going on. 
right? Like, I want someone who pushes me to be better. Yeah, 100%. That doesn't put me on a little pedestal to look at and dress me up. So, so that was like, you, as, as far as like the arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that kind of like how they, how the men perspective, like the... Do they, do they have like trophy Indian wives that they try to go after from compared to different women, how they look? So it's so funny. Um, yes, there is a show on Netflix. Oh, speaking of that, wait, before we get into this, you yeah. said something about the rating system. Yeah, which rating system? What, what did you say? Like the, the family, like it was the oh, highest family kind caste of system. Yeah. yeah, caste system. Yeah. Talk about that. Like what's the lowest? Is there like in between the highest and lowest? Yeah. Is, there's a few different castes. So the top caste is Brahmins. Yeah. Um, we're considered descendants of holy priests, right? Uh, so there's royalty and then there's Brahmins. So Brahmins, this is why I kind of love and dislike. I don't like condone the, ca- the caste system. I think it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous, even though I was like born into being a Brahmin. Yeah. Um, but I think the beauty behind the culture is in like little things, right? The fact that they think people who are descendants of holy priests who themselves would have been holy priests are the top caste. That like religion is that valued or great and it's more of a lifestyle. But at the same time, it's really fucked up because Hinduism is about treating everyone with respect and kindness, yeah. right? So the fact that like, the top caste exists when there's a bottom caste that's called the untouchables that did the jobs that nobody else wanted that were treated like scraps. So it's just so interesting when you're like delving into the culture uh, and how it's set up. It's inherently contradicting itself. If Hinduism is about doing no harm. But then you got these people at the bottom. Yeah. Right. So the, as the people on the bottom, can they, like, marry to a high... No, right? So that's kind of like the North North Korean regime. Like, they, there was a person on uh, Joe Rogan they were talking about. She's actually escaped North Korean regime. And she was talking about how, like, the system there, the marriage system. You only can what, marry down, I think it was, but you can't marry... If you're... If you're from the bottom, you can't marry up at all. Like, because right. you, your family done did some terrible shit where it was like non-forgivable like in your 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 family family will be punished for the next 400 years or some shit like that and i was like man that's pretty fucking crazy though like that system actually yeah i mean in the world it is crazy right now anyway but it is as far as that getting back to that so there, there's like what three different tiers or there's four i believe so uh or five i'm really bad at this i just know like the top um so it'd be like religious and then um there's one of warriors then there's one of merchants so based off of like how you were born that's what that would determine what you're gonna be so like back in the day we had trades and when you'd pass on your family trade um which is really interesting so like you were expected before to marry in your own caste yeah and now it's all totally different like right like India is so westernized and uh, like in the 90s there was a turnaround in the political system and it was like anti-caste and if you were a Brahmin now it was like upside down you were getting prejudiced against like how do you like it and it's so no funny shit. it's so funny though I'm Brahmin um, but I see the beauty in it 
but I also see how it's very fucked up. And I, I don't think I'm better than anyone else. My parents brought me up to believe that I am definitely not better. My mom will be the first person to tell me I'm not better than anybody else. So that's probably the, that's probably why that like some people are the, from the other Brahmin like community. They probably look at you like whatever kind of like right even indians yeah most indians look at me uh thank god i look a little bit younger for my age but they look at me like oh you're you're i'm gonna be 39 you're gonna be you're that old and you're not you don't have you don't have kids like they almost pity you like you didn't fulfill your life purpose that's uh, that's just so crazy I know. Is is that is that what how like uh, religion is basically is taught? Like you're you're supposed to get a husband, get together, have kids, and I don't think it's necessarily the religion or not religion, like the the teaching, yeah, the culture. It's the culture. Uh, It's so funny. Like I throw these events. I just started them, and these young girls came, and they're like twenty six and twenty seven. Um, they're like, well, what are the, they moved here, they're in residency in medical school. They're like, what are the great apps for dating guys? And like, how are the guys in Chicago and asking me these questions? And because I'm Indian and they can relate, they have a tendency to open up, right? Yeah. Uh, and they were like, I just feel a lot of pressure on my parents and I don't know, I am just work so much so I want to make sure in the free time that I do have that I'm on the right apps or like spending my time doing the right things. And it's so weird. All women are programmed this way. Society tells us that like, you need to get it together. You need to be the best at everything. You need to find a man. You're not, unless you're married or if you're single, like you're not fulfilled and you're not enough. If you're don't do all of these things. Yeah. Like it's really fucked up. The conversations you overhear Um, or even like when people say, oh, this is my better half or like, I'm looking for my missing piece. How fucked up is that? (laughs) How fucked up is that? You are a person. You are a full fucking person person. It's it's just like, uh, I don't know. We were, we, us guys were talking about this shit at work today, uh, about the school system, how they're allowing bathrooms to be changed. For like furbies or furries, you heard of this? Furries. I'm so sorry. What? Furries are children that oh. think and communicate like they they are cats. I'm dead ass serious. You can look this shit up later. I literally wish you guys could see what my face looks like <laughs> right now. I'm like, so what, how? What? So Michigan just passed against it. They're not allowing that shit to happen. But in like other in other states, they actually re, redid the bathrooms for these goddamn cats children that want to be cats and communicate like cats that's how fucked up this world is i am uh, so as far as being identified that's what that means like they are identified as a cat and that's how they talk and that's like can you imagine going to fucking school and picking up your goddamn kid and you see this parents like here kitty 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 because they they believe in that shit they 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 you know what i mean it's all about supporting your kids don't get me wrong but Come on, man. Slap the shit out of that kid and fucking tell him he's, he's a fucking human being, man. That is... Okay, so I believe that everyone has a right to be whoever they are. 100%. 100%. Whoever you want, but that's really fucked up. <laughs> what are these parents... Like, you need to take a test and you need to pass an exam before you're given a vehicle because you're in charge of other people's lives and you could kill them. Yeah. 
same thing for parenting. You need to take a class and you need to take an exam <laughs> yeah. and you need to be taught because you're in charge of someone's life and you could ruin it. And also the, the school system, I, my homeboy was talking about it today at work also. He's saying that he's got a friend that's a principal in like uh, Arizona, I think it was. But he talks about how COVID like kind of changed everything. Yeah. Like the, the grading system as far as like, um, cause he was tripped out too. His son was fell in every class and there's like an app where you can see every, all your kids subject now. That's how technology works is getting anyway. But anyway, he said his son was fell in every class. And so by like the last month or a month and a half, supposedly he picked it all up. And he was like, how the fuck did you pick all that up? The whole school year, you're a felon, but the last month and a half, you're just easily picking it up. Like you passed. So the, the principal in Arizona also talked about like, all the kids have to do is just show up. Like nobody's saying anything. No, everybody's got a mask on. Everybody's still at that fearful rate of COVID, you know, whatever it, that shit was or is. Um, that the the school system don't no longer even engage as kids in the classrooms or just like fucking as long as you show up you're gonna pass the school you know what I'm saying so it's like keeping them not even teaching them nothing it's so scary like, as far as the future for like the, you know what I'm saying they, they, they're scared of the Kanye's that's what I'm trying to say they don't want nobody free thinking anymore so, that's my theory though don't quote me on that I'm just saying that I don't know I just think like it's scary so uh I was still showing properties and selling properties during COVID, right? And this lady, when they came for the inspection, they brought their baby in. It's a COVID baby. This baby, I love babies. Yeah. Babies and animals love me. They know. This baby was wailing and screaming the moment it saw me. And I was like, I swear I did nothing. Like, <laughs> I was a little worried. They're like, no, no, no. You're the first person the baby's seen outside of our family. Oh, shit. And it was a one-year-old. So I was like, fuck. Could you imagine the implications of like the children that are born during COVID that have no contact outside of their families? Yeah. Right? Shit, families are like that now, though. Like people are broken up between politics. I mean, from politics to uh, race beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Some, like, yeah. like some people will call you, uh, push you out as an outcast. Like you described when you're over 30 years old and you're just like worthless, whatever the hell. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of crazy, like how you get, people get. Tr I, I know a Jehovah Witness, and supposedly in a like Jehovah Witness, if you have sex before you get married or whatever, they'll like banish you from like communication and like. And talking to you and they'll, they'll put you in a different you're no longer to sit among us basically because of forbidden of fornication or whatever all that so it's like that's just fucking crazy to me you know what i'm saying like we're all still human beings we ain't perfect i mean shit adam and eve supposedly weren't perfect you know what i'm saying there's other ken and abel you go back to the stories in history and centuries of like evil people you know it's just wickedness you know a lot of that shit everywhere so it's like it's crazy how the world is right now, man. But how's the how's the selling market right now between all this COVID nineteen and shit like that between the housing and all that? It's so interesting. So it slowed down a lot because interest rates went up. They went above seven. What are they now? Uh, around seven. They're like seven point. I saw something seven point two today. Um, and then Fed is meeting, so they're probably gonna hike it again. So I think nine percent. Yeah, I think it's gonna get to like if they. I think it's going to get to like seven and a half, eight. Um, but it's still 
Over the past 30 years, if you look at the average interest rates, it's still 8%. And like, it's mind boggling to me, right? Um, how fearful people are. Yeah. So, as, as, as what? Okay. So as human beings, yeah. there are two things that drive us. Two main things, right? There's fear. And in, when we're fearful of something, we're making decisions to avoid. And usually it's in such an emotional state that we make wrong decisions because we're not seeing the full picture. Or out of hope and you're like going towards something. Yeah. And that requires like a sheer determination. Um, nothing to stop it. Nothing. And people can go so much further. So Taking the risk. Yeah, but it's believing. It's believing in something better. Yeah. When you're coming out of fear and you're running from like something scary or avoiding something, that's when you make a lot of mistakes. That's when you, that's when you fuck up. So I always ask my clients like, okay, what, what are you afraid of right now? Why are you not buying? Why are you not selling? How long are you going to be here? And is this a necessity or is this something that you kind of want to do? And people get so caught up on that 6%, but you know, it's really fucked up. Uh, have you ever looked at your credit card um, paperwork? Your interest rate on your credit card is 24%. Mm-hmm. People do not blink an eye. And to get that credit card. Yeah. And to keep it rolling over in that 24%. But you're going to blink an eye over... Uh, 7%? Yeah, when our parents were paying 20 Do the numbers, people. Do the numbers. And so you're so stuck on that 6%. And, and yeah, they're still maxing out that fucking credit card yes. and paying interest on it every fucking month. Mm-hmm. The minimum payment. Mm-hmm. And never getting out of debt with that credit card. Never. And you're never getting nothing out of it. When you could be paying on a house. Yeah. Tell them, Marie, or a building. I'm telling you, that's <laughs> what you should do. And so, like, another thing is, uh, in Chicago, mm-hmm. rent went up year over year from last year to this year at 13%. You're so worried about a 6% interest rate that you paid 13% rent increases on average. Well, not even what it increased from, though. So you could be paying 24% if it was 11% last year. Right. You could. And the weirdest thing, too, is like... So that's funny you said that, because literally I just went to go see a space, and I'll show you the fucking space. I think it's only like 1,400 square feet, because I'm, I'm looking for another place. But they want 2250 for that. For mm-hmm. the, I, don't, I don't know how much the building is. It's probably like... I don't know. It's a pretty big building. 200-something thousand square feet or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But for that room, literally $2,400, like $2,200, I could be literally going by an... Uh, like a five five unit or a four unit or a three unit for a 30, 15 year fixed dip rate at 7%. It's so crazy that people get caught up on this stuff and they don't think about it, right? Because yeah. you're coming in a position of fear. And like what we were talking about, um, Kanye and what he's saying, the media controls, mm-hmm. people really need to realize two things, okay? When the media national coverage talks about numbers. It's about the entire country. Hmm. It's not about Chicago. We're a very different market. And a second thing is like sensationalism sells. If they come on TV and say, everything's okay today, it's exactly the same as yesterday, nobody would watch. Media is still a business. So they have to come out with sensationalism, right? And that's when they make sweeping comments um, about everything. Yeah. It doesn't apply to you. It doesn't apply to your market. You got to find out, like, I'm going to say Florida's fucked, right? All the people that ran to Florida, 
because <laughs> of COVID yeah. and bought properties and they drive those properties value up 50, 60%, you're fucked. And look at that hurricane that's rushed through there. You're fucked. Because those property values would never have happened. It would have gradually happened like everywhere else. Yeah. That's fucked. So Chicago is a very interesting market. When you look at year over year numbers, we went up like uh, in value, home values. It was like 13.1% from 2020 to 2021. And then it was 13.2. It was like 0.1% higher. You don't think that had to do with inflation though? No, it's our steady market. Oh yeah? Because people, when the riots hit, there were only certain cities that got hit and Chicago got hit bad. Yeah. And so people were trying to get away from Chicago. They were moving to the suburbs. And so we got hit in a different way. We didn't see those gains. Yeah, yeah. People didn't want to live in these high rises. And that's the opportunity space, right? Those values haven't fully rebounded. They're still a little low. And you have to keep in mind, like, this interest rate is artificially made. The Fed increased prime. That's the rate which all the banks borrow from. The banks still have to make their profit, right? Yeah. They're not just giving you money for free for fun. Yeah. And whenever interest rates go up, they have to make up for the difference. They need to calculate what is my overhead cost? How much money do I need to make? And they determine their individual rates based off of that. So if we know that the rates are going to go up, we know that the number of refinance that they're going to do is going to go drastically down. Now they have to make up for that money. They have to make up for that income, right? Yeah. And so that's like people don't realize there's so many different factors that go into determining a rate. And like statistically, I love numbers. I'm so sorry. I'm, I, I know I look a certain way. Me too. But I'm a geek. I love numbers. <laughs> like give me an Excel spreadsheet any day. Um, but every recession historically going back, property values always increase. And here's why. The average American did not invest in the stock market until the 1990s, right? Before that, we kept all of our money in the bank. If the interest rates for borrowing was 20%, you know that the interest rate for your savings account was high too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that usually goes the same way. Mm -hmm. So people were making really good money off of their savings account and their cost of living was lower. So they didn't have to put it in the stock market. Our generation grew up learning about the stock market. That's where like the 80s and the 90s, that's where it fully thrived. Yeah, yeah. So whenever, this also makes sense. So whenever there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, the international language for money is gold and silver. Yep. You go to any country, mm -hmm. gold and silver. It's valuable. Exactly, it speaks. 100%. 100%. And so people like hard assets generationally we've always been taught going back forever you get that money you get that silver plate you hoard it under your bed you put it somewhere safe because you know it's always going to maintain value yep. same thing with real estate real estate it's a good it's always going to cost a lot of money to build that good so that value is inherent there people are always going to need a place to live 100 percent. so you always see the prices of homes go up when they're not certain about the stock market or the economy. Two things are certain. Price of gold and silver are going to go up. The price of properties are going to go up. So that's where like people don't see this and they don't realize it. 
and it's the educated few that understand this because it's not taught in school. No, right? it's, it's financial education is not taught. Like, uh, I don't know if you know Robert uh, Kawasaki, Rich yeah. Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. That's kind of like on my venture now. That's like, I learned that when I was like 36. So I've been working on learning how to build my credit and learn how to make money off of debt. So that's like the real estate. You're going to probably be my real estate person 100% because next year it's going to go crazy because like I'm at that point where I'm ready for that next move. I was telling Gracie, like this is where I'm at now. So like at the beginning of the next year, probably almost 800, a little bit over maybe. So it'd be like time to get that real estate under the pack because it's all about assets over liabilities. And it's like, like you said, financial education is not taught in school. All we're taught in school is to be workers and like uh, uh, consumers, you know, it's all we're meant to be is consumers. Mm -hmm. And that's why like f fucking yay now, get back to yay, it's funny as hell, we keep bringing him up. But I fuck with yay and I support whatever the hell he's got going on. Cause it, as a free thinker myself and not like the sheep, like everybody else is, like he has so much control now over his own shit. He, he literally wanted, now he's got full creative control to do whatever the fuck he wants, yay wants to do. Doesn't matter if he doesn't, nobody supports him, nobody puts him on the line. He's got the culture already behind him. True. The culture is already 100% behind Ye. On, on top of everything what he's been doing. He can literally do his own shit. He's going to change. And they're going to try to blackball him, but how are you going to do that? Yeah. The, like, shut him down on the internet? It's like, <laughs> it's crazy though, but I get both parts of it, right? Like, everyone should be true to who they are and your individuality, but like, hating any people or lumping an entire group of people together. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Just think about politics. Politicians, they do the same thing. They do, but it, it doesn't make it right, <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah, I know. It, it, nothing is, I mean, yeah. like we talked about, it needs more love in this world. Yeah. Just give everybody, all the world leaders, everybody in the fucking world some weed, put them in a room and fucking talk about it. Because at the end of the day, man, like, this shit's just fucked up, you know? It's every which way. Everybody deals with it, too. Like, everybody's got their own opinion, but to be a free thinker, freedom of speech is to get to, like, as far as, like, getting silence, you know what I'm saying? But you got to be able to have a, a right to speak. You know, as, it goes as far as, like, you got to get vaccinated type shit to keep your job. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, that's kind of crazy, too. Like, how are you going to tell people that have been dealing with the whole COVID thing? Like, I'm talking about the medical staff that you've been you have to on unless you want to keep your job you know that's kind of crazy too as far as like taking away liberties and freedoms you know yeah it's a it's such a it's weird kind, world it's, it's kind of why your parents kind of moved here you know the freedom of what they have here compared to what they could build out out here compared to what the opportunities out there you know yeah and uh yeah it's pretty crazy though but like i said i, I support them but i don't support what but he just got to understand what, how he says it. You know what I'm saying? If he produces it right, but everybody's going to, he's going to get backlash for it anyways. Cause everybody just think about people that did things like Joe Rogan said things out of context too, that, you know what I'm saying? He apology openly apology for, but they still didn't ban him. You know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Baldwin shot somebody on their set on his, on his own movie set. And he's still making movies. So it's like the, the people who they ca cancel, it's just the, the people that they don't want to see empowered and other empowering people because he can empower when you're when, that's like the thing that's why they kill that's why they start wars you know that's why they kill people 
over wars because uh, they're too powerful. They're too power empowering. Our people were like Alexander wanted to take over the world, you know, but the people were like, "Fuck this!" We're mixing cultures. This ain't right. And you know what I'm saying so it's like, and they, and they killed his ass. But at the same time, everybody just got to be like we said, loving the man and just understanding. Because at the end of the day, the world is fucking crazy, you know. It's crazy. I also think that it's uh, people have become. Okay. I think that, I honestly think that Trump is going to come back for a bid. And it's insane to me when I think about how anyone could support him, right? Like, if you're a woman, how do you support him? I don't get it. How do you support someone that has zero respect for you? Um, but the beauty, I'm going to like, I'm, I don't think there's anything beautiful about him, but like, he plays such a magic trick on people, right? Like it's that basic game where you've got the three shells and you're moving them slowly and you're asking them to watch. It's a chess game. Yeah, one thing. So while they're busy thinking they're watching one thing go around, you're doing something else. 100%. That's what he does. So the healthcare reform that he fights and he says, don't give universal healthcare because those those people from the uh, you know borderline are going to come get it. Yeah. It's going to be the people of color that are going to get. She's going to be getting an abortion every other day because she can. Yeah, yeah. So these people are so busy watching that shell move that these are the people that it would benefit the most. Mississippi, Alabama, people who are so staunchly standing behind him. Your educational systems, they've let your children down. Your healthcare system have let all of you down. Down. But you're so busy not wanting someone else to have something that you're you're dumb enough to fight so you don't have it. I think we need to run for some <laughs> <laughs> next mayor of Chicago over here. <laughs> but that's what it's so amazing about him, right? Because like I said, there's two things that are going to motivate people. Yeah. A dream and hope can motivate you to work harder and push your personal limits. But fear, fear will motivate you to see blindly. Yeah. That's the difference. And to, that's what he's counting on. To continue to chase the donkey riding a horse with a carrot in front of them just give them enough to what they need to get there you know yeah and he's beating them with the hot iron saying that oh it's that person doing it while he's holding it perception how they put it how they give it the illusions you know it is. and the media has a big thing uh like that's the, and that's the, that what Kanye's portraying is like the media controls like you talked about on the news that all you see is this negative shit right and Kanye was on I think Drink Champs and he was talking about um, how like everything in, in the culture was just I'ma fuck your bitch I'ma kill you I'ma fuck your bitch I'ma kill you and then he was like how many motherfuckers you could go on iTunes right now and the first three songs on there is talking about I'ma fuck your bitch I'ma kill you because that's what they're pushing and the people that run it are the one percenters like we talked about that gain money off the culture you know what I'm saying and and and, and it, it infects the culture it's like a disease you know what I'm saying because then our kids our youth are listening to this you know in the same community I grew up from where I came from you know what I'm saying which what gangsta rap was the beginning of that you know everything like how 
and you think about J. Cole, like J. Cole's got good music, but you rarely hear him. You hear some of the the grudgy, the the trap, you know what I'm saying? And and the shit that frequencies. It's all about frequencies, how we we're, we're controlled, you know? That's a, and it's go ahead. Crazy. No, I think it's insane because um if people actually took the time to listen to that, yeah. or like listen to the words or the level of disrespect or what's happening. What was that guy? He was the WWCEDEFG fighter uh, afterwards. And then he still has like this podcast and he's on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. And he was talking about women. Yeah. And he, everything was such a negative connotation, right? Like he's telling, oh, if she got raped, it's because of what she wore and all of these things. Oh, you, you make her like you, or she doesn't have a choice or all these things that little boys were listening to. And you would see on social media, all of these teachers were like, you don't understand that these boys are literally sponges yeah, and they look up to him because of his level of success Soaking it up. and they are. And it's, interesting being a woman and seeing little girls and then seeing this negative masculine culture being cultivated by media yeah and then like uh i don't know who it was um there was an article that came out that said like the lonely white man yeah the lonely 30 year old white man and i was like okay i'm gonna have to read this um and it talked about how like men white men are much lonelier now because they're older um, and they're secluded from society. And the main reason behind it is women have stepped the fuck up. So women work harder, make more money. We're more educated than the average men, mm -hmm. right? Um, we, I hate to say this, like I look at single men and then I look at single women and I look at, I've been on my guy friends dating apps. Yeah. And I will swipe, you know, look at all the women and I'm like, oh my God, they're all so beautiful. Yeah. They're all so talented. They're all so cultured. Like I want to, I want to be best friends with all of them. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm also like, well, fuck, I'm competing with them. Yeah. Right. Like they're, they're all amazing. Um, they make me feel like a less of a woman or a success. And that's a great thing that women are finally rising above. We are expected to be everything. But at the same time, financially, we're capable of supporting ourselves. So we don't need you as a man. Yeah. We don't need to take on a grown child and take care of you, handle our own business, handle our lives, get you coordinated. We don't need to do that. And then there's something in like psychology today that said that single women are happier. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we get to spend our money the way we want. We get to do, watch. Do whatever the hell you want. You ain't got like the crazy motherfucker that you had to deal with for a day and a half, a date and a half with, yes. that, with a half a chicken leg. Yeah. We get to eat what we want. Like, of course we're happier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? And it's so interesting. Like, my girlfriend's always brought this up to me. Every self-help book on dating and relationships is geared towards women. It's, not the man's perception. It's not. It's how to have a six-pack app, how to make sure that your hair looks perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, make sure that you're emotionally ready. Are you doing this? Are you doing... I could do fucking backflips. And, like, the way these books are made, it's insane. Yeah. You're never enough. You're never good enough. But, like... 
all of these men dating books, where are they? They don't exist. It's either like that book where he's telling dudes to neg women, put her down so she feels less of a person. So that way you can trick her into liking you. Yeah. Where's the one that says, grow the fuck up and deal with your emotional trauma? Where it says, it's okay to go see a therapist and work on yourself. Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, like I have very mixed views. I'm definitely not a man hater. Um, <laughs> it might come off like she, I am. She, she wouldn't be here if she was, guys. Right. But at the same time. No, this is good, though. Just give your perspective on motherfuckers that need to grow the fuck up. Grow up. You're not. It's so crazy. Mommy's not going to be there forever to take you, care of you. I'm not there to take care of you. You're an independent person. 100%. Take care of you. And then if we're together, we'll take care of each other. So have you ever dated anybody like that? Like, wanted you to, like, hold me? Yes. <laughs> They're always drawn to me. They're always drawn to me. I had, like, one guy... Um, he would get really upset. Like he would throw tantrums because I'm very tantrums, like full on tantrums. It was the tantrum. So like, I'm very social. Like little kid fucking stopping feet tantrums or like, he was like, (laughs) you don't make any time for me. Like, what do I ever get to see you? Oh my God. Man, I remember one of my cousins said that real quick. I forgot which one. Gracie started cracking up because she said it sounded like you were like, what are those, like you guys were dating. You don't even make time for me. It was like my cousin or something. And it's like, she started cracking up when she said that, when he said that. And he's like, you sounded like a fucking bitch. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. It's like crazy. Yeah. To me, it's crazy. Here's the thing. We're both adults. We've both got busy lives and calendars. If yeah. you want to see me, ask me. Say, hey, save these two nights. Schedule it up. Yeah, just tell me. Like, schedule these two nights. We'll see each other. Cool. That's what I do with my wife now, actually, because I'm always here now. Like I told you, I just started this shit. So it's like, all right, I'll schedule. Like yesterday, she was home, happy because I came home at like six. She's like, yeah, you're coming home. Good to see some time with you, you know, because I'm always either going to sleep or the babies. And she's, you know, I still got to cater to her a little bit, too, you know, just to be there for her. Yeah. but as far as back to what, what, what were we talking, we never got to as far as uh, hmm. when you came together. And then you, I remember I asked you about, like, is there different kind of women that the culture chooses as far as like beauty compared to? Yes. it's. Um, so what if they're at the high tier too, though? It, does beauty even matter? It does. So it's so weird. Uh, is the, it like a gene thing too? Oh, it's like, it's beauty for sure. But in Indian culture, it's being lighter. If you're a light tone, skin, skin tone, um, that's considered prettier, right? Yeah. And it's also like the everyone. So I'm a pretty motherfucker then, huh? No, we're you and I'm <laughs> uh, a little bit darker than you. Okay. Um, we we're considered weedish. Weedish. Yes, weedish. The color of like the wheat. wheat? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so the lighter you are, the more like desired you are. Okay. And then for a woman, you everyone should watch Matchmaker. It's really interesting because they always say, well, the girl should, the girl should be willing to come live with our family. The girl should be, you know, whatever I say goes. That's what the mother-in-law says. Yeah. Right? She should be, like, understanding. It's so funny. You're told to be accomplished, get your education, do all of that, just so you can get married and be, Have told, kids. And yeah. be told what to do by your mother-in-law. For real? Like, in these, in these shows, everyone should watch it. I'm not making a blanketed statement. Because there's, 
you know, very progressive, amazing families too. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, you'll see this. There's these women. One of these women was like, well, I want my daughter-in-law to be like this. And she needs to know that, you know, whatever I say goes and she's going to live here. And you're just like, hmm. And basically, you got to listen to it, right? Are they, they, they do listen anyway? They do because it's out of respect and yeah. they're taught culturally, right? It's like, a, it's so different. Yeah. Um, but then there's also like progressive, badass women out of India who are like fighting the norms and CEOs of tech companies. And it's so weird. Speaking their fucking voice and shit too. Like, yeah. as far as like, damn, that's pretty crazy. It is. It's, such an old culture that's passed down but it's such a, a new country in terms of like innovation and technology yeah i know because they're, they're, they're like growing pretty rapidly right now yeah so it's like a it's so interesting to see it i'm actually going back this um december i haven't been to india in forever and everyone keeps telling me it's changed like light speed so what was i gonna say also did did you do you ever like think about the guy you're almost gonna marry like what if are you don't even look back at that i was just like a chapter or a page in your chapter and you're just like whatever you know it's so funny i had this conversation with someone else um that's going through like a breakup uh the story between he and i was like we were together for on and off and I ended it. I was like seeing someone else. Yeah. He came back and he's like, I love you. Begged me to marry him. We got engaged. Um, and then shortly after everything started falling apart and a lot of our culture, I've never dated an Indian man except him. Yeah. And a lot of our culture came into it. Right. Um, his mom would always make comments about me and be like, she's not pretty. Um, she's so dark. About you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right what? Yeah, i'm just saying yeah you're so dark and not pretty okay and tall because indian women you know he was a little bit shorter than me and uh i'm tall for an indian woman average indian woman's five one yeah i'm five seven and a half so like there's those varying parts right um and then i'm a realtor so she'd be like well does she make money oh all she does is work which one is it do i not make money or do I work too much? Oh, she's so fancy. We're not like that. Well, how can I be fancy if I don't have money? Yeah. Like, but I always kept my mouth shut out of respect, right? And so we're getting ready to get married. And the only thing that I asked for was um, once a week, you got to take me out on a date. We go on two vacations a year without your family, just you and me, because it would be kind of weird. He'd always have, we'd always go on vacations with his family. Yeah. Although like, this is weird. Um, is, that, is that like kind of natural though in the culture that everybody just goes together? I don't, I mean, I get it. You want to hang out with family, but I also think that you have to have a life outside of your family. Yeah. hundred percent. If you're not a family within yourself, like you don't have that structure. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. And then my last request was like, we're both grown. We don't need our parents to pay for the wedding. And I don't want a big 600, 700 people Indian wedding. I want like 100 people that I love. I want to have moments with like every person, right? Yeah. I, wanna, I don't want to have like a sit down dinner. I want to have all of the restaurants that I love cater small bites. And um, I want like desserts from all of the places that I love and not like a big cake. 
I just wanted to be with the people that I care about. Yeah. And not like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Who are you? Okay, well, enjoy the cake. I don't want that. Yeah. And so I only want one day wedding. So we'll do all of the religious shit we need to do. And then we'll have a blast. And I'm in control of the reception. Yeah. Um, and so he agreed. So we're, that's all I asked. That's not a lot, right? No. I'm actually a pretty simple person. Shit, me and my wife got married. We did it right in, at the lake at Wahala Beach. Yeah. Like, I told her it was like, because I know the cultures are different, but we're, we were like, shit, we love each other. Like, why do we got to go buy this big ass fucking hall or spend all this thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 to get married when it's really just about us? So we literally paid, I think, under $2,000 for our wedding. That's awesome. Yeah, And we're, we're happy with it, you know? And it was just like your family, right? Yeah, it was just like whoever we invite. We didn't like, we just put a big ass invite. Like, whoever wants to come come you know if not you know it's, it's cool we're yeah. gonna get married it's and that meant more because yeah. it was like and you know the people that came love you and you love them for sure 100 percent. right so like that, whoever showed up for sure like they actually had gratitude and love for us so if, if they didn't they wouldn't be there yeah a lot of people weren't so right but the people that were there i know who to fucking call you know exactly it's like that mutual and you know they're always rooting for you and yeah. that's like that energy so back to your thing when you were talking about the wedding and all the stipulations you gave. Yeah, my, my super hard stipulations, right? Um, and so we're sitting down. We got in, we did like our religious engagement ceremony, and we're sitting down with his parents and my parents, and we're going over like the dates. Yeah. They match it up. They look at your horoscopes again, mm -hmm. and based off of that, they give you specific dates that are like auspicious, right, for you to get married based off of your two horoscopes. It's a good word, auspicious. Auspicious, right? Fantastic. Um, and so we're talking about it. I'm like, uh, Indians have a dance, North Indians. It's called a garba, the night before the wedding. And like people dance for you. And it's it's a form of fucking torture, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. What do you mean dance for you? Like you had to do one of these dances before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's very like all coordinated with your group of friends and then they turn on the music and people who have no right dancing are like dancing yeah and it's literally a form of torture and so if you're the bride and the groom <laughs> you have to watch this they put you in a chair in the front and you're stuck watching grannies break it down for you choreograph <laughs> Now, is this like a dance that's like traditionally danced? Like everybody knows this dance, so kind of like the electric slide, no? You pick it from any Bollywood song you want, and then people like get together for weeks before and they coordinate and they're making Oh, no, it's like moves. a Quinciana dance type of thing? Yes. No yes. way. And so they're making it up, right? Now, everybody wants to do this because yeah. everyone wants to get up on stage and perform. Now you're stuck watching like three. So like hours. the whole family it, from like both sides. Both sides. <laughs> both sides. All age groups. Oh my and god. Indian men cannot dance. <laughs> and so you're, it's literally like a form of torture. And so I told him when we were talking about before, I was like, if I see you dance, I will not marry you. Is that what you want? You want me to not marry you if I see you dance the night before? Oh man. I was like, let's not do this. Okay. <laughs> Like, I don't want my my wedding to be tortured. Yeah. And we agreed because he knows he's not a good dancer. <laughs> and I know he's not a good dancer. <laughs> so, like, we're seeing. There's no hip-hop in India, huh? There's no break dancers, no beat boy, no watts, no, no waltz. 
I don't, it's painful to watch sometimes. Like Google, start Googling Garba. Uh, wait, it's like um, wedding dances. And some of them are good. And then some of them you're just like, I, I, mm, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Um, right? And so we're like sitting down in front of our families planning. And his mom is adamant about having this dance. I was like, no, no, we agreed. We don't want it. She literally says, to all of us in front of my parents that she's going to have it and I don't need to come if I don't want. To your own wedding? Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. Are you serious? You're going to have a wedding without you, or the reception without you? Yeah, they're going to have the dance the night before the wedding and she's going to have it, but I don't need to go if I don't want. And not my place to start shit with his family. Wow. I look over at him thinking that like he's going to back you up. Right. I don't I didn't ask for anything. You should back me up. He said nothing. And so I drive to his house. I wait for him to come home and I was like, "All right, well, did you talk to your mom?" And he literally looked at me and said, "Well, you don't need to go if you don't want." With like this smirk on his face. So cuz he knows I have this, to this go. This is here in Chicago, too, right? This is here in Chicago. Okay. Because he knows I have to go. I can't not go. How disrespectful it would be and how like, right? And the fact that I just thought, sat there and I was like, I literally never asked for anything. I'm like the easiest girlfriend ever. I'm happy to just spend time together. And you can't even have my back on this. And so I just told him, okay, I'm done. I'm looking for a husband. I'm looking for someone who wants to, like, have a a life with me. And I'm like, it's not you, and that's okay. Oh, yes. See, no, these look like pretty girls who know how to dance. Go to the ones that look scary. They're making weird faces, and you know it's just going to be a hot mess. (laughs) Like, where they're grunting, or that's how you know. Or old people. We're trying to find um, Indian dances. Yeah, I just I just clicked on one. And it was she said, "No, that's too beautiful." <laughs> yeah, you can tell those girls are are dancers, but like it's it's kind of if you do like a Indian wedding coordinated Bollywood dance, yeah. Oh yeah, I think like the third one looks like it's good. Yeah, there we go. I uh, I think these guys are pretty. Uh... Yeah, oh. I'm trying to find like a homemade movie one or something like yes. a low budget film one. <laughs> yes, but it's just like, oh, it's. I mean, some of them are good. I'm not gonna lie, some of them are good. It's just a form of torture. What is the dance called again? Um, so there's a garba, which is like a North Indian thing where they a go garba. Spell it. G A R B A. Dance. Wedding I, dance performance. Yes. This would probably be it. That. That still looks like they're going to be okay. Too good? Yeah. I'm looking for some like, ooh, that hurts my soul that you move like that. (laughs) (laughs) Should I look up male performances? Yes. Male (laughs) Indian. Group dance. Oh, well, maybe this, this one? Yes. 
I, it looks like it could be decent. You D U U U D Yai? Is that how you pronounce? Jay's not pronounced like a J, right? It's probably like a Ya. Uh, uh. No, it's J. Yeah, it is J. With the J. Come on, play it. So this is like every every culture does this, huh? No, it's primarily in North India um, that they do this. Yeah. So. Well, this People really get into it. Let's check this out. 1999. So this is <laughs> this is probably an old school one. Oh, it's gonna be good. Let me see. Do you want to have sex with that? <laughs> My man's dancing. So he gets up with the with the males dance and dances with you, for you. and they, you 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 have to do the turn dance. They always do that, and it's so cheesy. You really want to have sex with that? <laughs> so, have you dated uh, just that one Indian man? No mamas, no no bueno. No, it's not for me. So. Do you think uh, you're ever going to settle down there, right? You know, I Ray? want to. It's so funny, right? Uh, I have this discussion with so many people. I would love to find someone who um, I could, like, settle down with, who wants to travel and, like, who has their own passion, mm -hmm. right? And, like, their goals and their ambitious and they get my drive and they get my ambition and what I want to do in my life um, and want to help me. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and inspire me, but not in a way that's like putting me down, feeling like they're going to teach me, but like, let, let's grow something together. Yeah. I would kill for someone that's like that, that I respect. And you think, yeah. <laughs> Have you been finding any good luck like that? Or has this been a bunch of weirdos? Like one and a half dates. Yeah, it's a lot of bunch of weirdos. Like I had one guy who got all teary-eyed on the first date. Mostly, what, he's emotionally broken or something? Yeah, he was like explaining um, how he's, you know, going through like a breakup and he doesn't know if he's ever going to love again. And I'm just like... Yeah, and he's going on a date already <laughs> and I want to be like we all think that we just don't say it out loud to the person you're going on a date with yeah. <laughs> like, did you meet this guy on a date nap yeah so it's like we're let's be honest so, so, so explain this to me though like I'm from a culture where uh, not the culture but just a way of growing up just meeting and socializing with people like more than like trusting a fucking app you know that's just how old are you if you don't mind me 30 I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm 38. I'm going to be 39. Oh, don't worry. We're the same age then, so don't feel bad. <laughs> well, if I don't see you, happy birthday. Thank you. But yeah, but so like, like why, 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 why did you lean towards that way? If you come from like the same era that I did, like as far, oh, but you were raised differently probably then. 
What do you mean? What do I look for? As like just being approached socially, like as far as being in bars instead of trusting some dating app as the natural way to interact with human beings. All right. Because there's a lot of weirdos on the internet already. There's a lot of weirdos everywhere. So They're on the internet because they're they're everywhere. I know, but don't you feel like that's like kind of, you're a smart woman. So I would figure like you will meet somebody like out and about or socializing i know probably like the not the indian side because you're like oh indian man <laughs> there's nothing wrong there's like there's good indian men like there is good every other but yeah. i think just for me it's I, not your I, swag i realize it's not okay. like i need someone who's strong but also like independent and um so it's very different yeah but it's hard i think as a woman if you go out to a club or a bar with your girlfriends, this always happens to me. Always. Um, and we know that I'm like pretty bold and I've got a big mouth on me. Yeah. And I'm not really afraid of a lot. So I always get stuck with like the creepy dude or <laughs> like someone just that wants to monopolize my time. That's called taking one for the team. But why do I always got to take one for the team? <laughs> what about the other team members? <laughs> I'm tired. Coach, I need a break. Coach, coach. time out, ghost. <laughs> I need a PT, a doctor. Like, okay. Oh, my God. I went to this event. Okay, it's a work event. And I'm a realtor, so like we get to, it's a summer work event. Yeah. It's like 90 some degrees outside. I wore this really pretty, like flowy white floral dress, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm so excited. Um, and I'm going with my girlfriends and all my friends and who are also realtors. I actually like these people. I go there and I'm not even lying to you. Within like first five minutes, yeah. this guy's following me around. I can see him the corner following me around i'm like oh fuck <laughs> no what was it an indian guy no he was not okay so he was a, a a big um tall man and he was like are you excuse me are you a model and i'm like ah <laughs> cheesy oh. <laughs> <laughs> well yes i am i just shot one the other day right i like try, i'm just like no i'm like no i'm not why I'm a realtor. What are you? Are you a realtor? You're at a realtor event? Like, <laughs> like such an asshole. And he doesn't catch on. He keeps going. And so my poor friends come over and they literally like go to one arm each. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to go now. It's time to eat. Come on, Re. You said you were hungry. I'm like, thank you, God. Um, and we're standing to get drinks. And it's Navy Pier and there's like fireworks. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm going to the fireworks start. And so I roam over just to watch the fireworks. All right. Yeah. And the next thing I know, there's this Swedish man. He's a pretty good looking dude. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Um, comes over and he's like, oh, you like fireworks? And I was like, well, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you like fireworks? <laughs> right. He's like, and he's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, I'm kind of watching the fireworks. <laughs> right. I'm so fine. Uh, he's like, I'm an architect and, you know, whatever. He's in town visiting his sister. And I'm like, oh, he seems really nice. Whatever. You're cute. You're not this is definitely not my usual <laughs> yeah, yeah. category of men I attract. So I'm okay. like, all right, let's, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> Architect, fucking French, sweetest guy. 
<laughs> Hello. Right? Not yeah. opening with, are you a model? Yeah. Like all winners. And so he proceeds to like get drunk and he comes. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go meet my friends. And he just comes with me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Apparently we're going to go meet my <laughs> friends. And then he gets drunk and he just keeps saying, oh, you're so pretty. And I'm like, okay, you need to stop. Like, this is weird. This I just met you. You're getting kind of creepy. And then he leaves. And I think, oh my God, he's gone. Thank God. So he brings his sister back, makes her sit down next to me. What? Because he, he's like, I want you to get to know her. And I'm like, oh, what? You want her to get to know me? I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going And she's trying to like get to know me. And uh, she's so sweet. Both of them are really sweet. Clearly, he's very drunk. She's very drunk. She's so sweet and like wanting to connect. And I appreciate that. But still really awkward that a man that I just met five minutes ago. (laughs) wants me to meet their sister. Right. His sister. And I'm like, oh, fucking fuck. I just wanted to have a fun night. But whatever. Um, And then... She leaves, he leaves, and then another guy. I'm not kidding. This is all in the same night. All in the same night. My girlfriend will back me up, okay? <laughs> she was like, this is nuts. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Oh, my God, okay. Another agent, because this is a realtor event, okay? Another agent walks by with food, and he's just like, you. I'm like, who, you? Who? I'm like, looking around. <laughs> the fuck is he talking he's like you i saw you across the bar and i'm like really <laughs> first are you a model and then now i saw you across the bar i'm like what the fuck is going on right now <laughs> and then the sweetest guy with the sister <laughs> this is my life yeah and so i'm just like okay and so he sits down he's talking to me and um he's drunk and he's eating his pasta my friends come over and he's like i have a boat and he looks at me and goes do you like boats and i was like i don't even know what this question is <laughs> like what do you mean did he look at you like he just looked at me right now yes. do you like boats, do you like boats? <laughs> and i was like oh, oh god oh i'm like i don't even know how to reply to this um <laughs> and then he's like let's go dance and i'm my shoes were cutting up my feet. Shame on you guys. You men. You men. It gets better. It gets better. And so my, my shoes are like cutting up my feet because I'm trying to look all cute, right? In yeah. my Marilyn Monroe flowy dress. Um, and I'm like, no, my feet hurt. So I don't know if he's just too drunk to understand what I'm saying. So he comes over and he ties my dress on the side. And I'm like, that, my dress has nothing to do with my feet. Yes, my dress is flowing in the wind, but like, I don't, okay, fine. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Don't know what to say. Oh, man. Man, I just met five minutes ago. Just tied your dress on the side. Um, And I'm like, what the fuck? All right, whatever. Then he picks me up and he's like, I'm going to take you on my boat. And I'm like, are you going to take me on my boat right now? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? He literally picked me up. A grown man. What up were your friends woman. saying at this point? What were your friends saying? They're just watching. Like, I think they're excited. Yeah, yeah. This is interesting. <laughs> so, what did you do at this point when he picked you up? I like, was literally like, I'm going to need you to put me down. Like, I'm not going on your boat. I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm just going to go hang out with my friends. I'm like, you go dance, take your pasta. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. You. I'm just like, what the flying fuck? Yeah. And then I'm walking out and I've got my cute little, you know, my cute little dress and then my cute little like uh, purse under my arm. And then the Swedish guy comes back (laughs) and I'm like, no. 
And so he's like, we're going to dance. I was like, no, my feet hurt. And so he grabs my purse from under my arm, literally throws it, pitches it at my, he doesn't know who he's pitching at. Thank God it was my friend. He doesn't know this. Like here. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, my, like everything's in there. <laughs> and he drags me out onto the floor. And he is like so tight around my waist and like swinging me around like I'm a rag doll. In my head, I'm a sumo wrestler. In my head, I'm going to take you down. <laughs> Physically, yeah. my arms resemble noodles. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. like big difference. And he's just swaying me like I'm nothing. And then he's like trying to kiss my neck. And I'm looking over at my friends like help. And they're, these fuckers are laughing yes. at me. <laughs> I was about to say that too. They're probably fucking dying. These fuckers are laughing at me and pointing at me. And I'm like, no, I'm being serious. Like this man is trying to kiss my neck. Suck on my fucking neck. Count Dracula ass, motherfucker. I've known him for 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. And then I finally like the song ends and I like run because one song ended and he held on to me tight. Yeah. The second song I knew I was like bolt bolting my friends are all laughing they're like this is crazy what is your pheromones what are you doing to men i'm like i don't know why do anyone think that it's okay to touch me without my permission <laughs> to pick me up to kiss me to like yeah. what the fuck is going on <laughs> gets even better oh uh, don't tell me again you know well, listen gets way better not better it gets worse it gets way worse <laughs> so we're all they're like okay we're gonna protect you i'm like thank you finally you assholes um so how like, many were you like four there was like six of us six of you guys yeah and then nobody was helping you guys nobody was helping me <laughs> right like my gay friends were laughing there are two couples they're all like chuckling the men are chuckling even my female girlfriends are like laughing yeah i was like I fucking hate you don't ever do that like if i say come if my face looks like i'm trying to shit myself that yeah. means please come over and save me okay because <laughs> i don't usually make that face yeah um and we're all going because the party's dying down and we're all going to get water at the bar they've got water stations i'm the last one because they've all been drinking heavily and i have not yeah so i grab my water and then this guy cuts in he t-bones me at the bar to keep me from like separated from my friends and he's like what do you do and i'm like well i'm at a realer event <laughs> hosted by lenders so my guess is gonna be i'm either a lender yeah, or a realtor yeah and then he's like, I'm an investor. I own a media company. I'm like, fantastic. You want a cookie? <laughs> like, you want a cookie? Yeah. Like, what, what is that? Oh, shit. Yeah. And he's like, I, and, and he's like, well, I guess we could do some business together. And I'm like, I don't want the business that you want. <laughs> don't want it. Oh, shit. And this dude's like, this in his 60s. And I'm just like, I don't know how to say this to you. <laughs> Your wrinkled balls. <laughs> not for me. Not for me. I'm good. Oh, my God. Right? And so, like, it gets even better. And so he's like, let me get your number. And so he takes my phone. He'd he, he talk like that. I know. He's okay. like Italian and not like that. But in my head, it's that sleazy. Yeah. It's right? a fucking weird old perv. Like, he fucking nasty ass old man. <gasps> Jeff Weinstein ass. Yes. <laughs> Right? And I just am like, oh my God, you're making my skin crawl. <laughs> so I just need to get away from you as fast as possible. Oh, shit. Go back to my friends. We're all exiting the venue, right? Yeah. And so as we're exiting, I see standing there in the crowd and watching the opposite direction was the one that picked me up and was going to take me on a boat. 
And so I'm like, fuck this. I'm not getting caught up in this shit again. So I take the stairs. Yeah. I'm like, I'd rather take the stairs than like get caught up in that. Meet my girlfriend downstairs. We're waiting for her boyfriend to get our car from valet. And in the corner of my eye, I see something like in a white, someone in a white shirt coming at me very quickly. It was the Swedish man. <laughs> he came and I'm not lying. My, my best friend, Christine will back me up because she saw this entire thing go down. <laughs> he comes at me in a fairy tale kind of moment. Like a fairy lean, tale, like what? lean me over to kiss me and I move my face just in time for him to like get his slobber on like the half top of my cheekbone going into my hair. And was it like, like the, the it was, just slob? It was wet. It was wet. I was wet. It was gross. <laughs> it was gross. And I was, and then he like puts me back up and I was like, what is wrong with you that you think that you can touch me like this? Right, like that. Yeah. I'm a doll. I, I just fucking met you. Like I didn't even meet you. You just fucking came up to me. That's so crazy. And so, like, that's why four different men in one single night at the same event. At the same event, those are the interactions that I had. And it's crazy to me, right? As I w like went home, the first thing I did was run into my shower and just stand there. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like look, first, let me just take off all the gross men that just tried to touch me, this man that's my father's age that thinks that I want to date him and him having a media company would be the way to get in. Um, and I'm just like, this is literally what's wrong with society and with the world and why women say that we're happier, single and alone. Because you picking me up with my my permission is yeah. saying that like my voice as a woman means nothing, nothing to you nothing at all right and i'd like to think that i'm a pretty strong independent woman yeah and in that situation you're taught if you can pick me up i don't know what else you could do to me yeah 100 percent. you can overpower me every single time and what if we're alone like yeah i don't know you i don't know your mental state yeah. I don't know if you're going to follow me home. I don't know if you're going to Google me and stalk me, right? So as a woman, you're always taught to like keep it level, maintain the situation, ward off danger. Yeah. You always have to be cautious. You always have to handle the situation. Um, and I was just saying that shower thinking like it's so fucked up because more than anything in the world, like you asked me, if, do I want to settle down? More than anything in the world, I just want my person who I can go to the grocery store with or like, watch tv and movies with hang out with hang out with like cook for um right like just live life with i would honestly just love someone that's a partner that i can build with that respects me but as a woman when you're continually going out on dates and you're continually shown a lack of respect 100 percent. it's hard Especially in the in the in the industry you're probably in, like you're dealing with all these rich, probably wealthy young men or older men that think that just money rules the world for them, and they can just act the way they act, you know, just because they have it. Like, you like my boat, like, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's it's all of it. It's you see how people treat other people. People don't realize, like, I am commission. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent commission. 
But at the same time, like my clients will tell you, I will never sell you on something. I've talked clients out of places because I'm like, this is a shithole. You are going to lose so much money. Yeah. Like, don't do it. This makes no sense for you where you're at. Like, even though you're good at this level, I've talked, you know, first time home buyers. I'm mm -hmm. like, let's look at something a little bit cheaper because I want you to go live your life. I want you to like have your 20s where you're going to bars and you're having fun and those experiences. You have the rest of your life to like make money and buy an expensive place. Yeah. Right? Like save up now. These things matter now. Um, 10 years from now, next thing you know, you save. Five years from now, you save all that saved up. Yeah. And like you don't need that right now. Right now yeah. it's about like living because when you're older, you don't want to live. You want to like sit on your couch and chill. Um. And you run into all sorts of people that have such like lack of respect and no loyalty and um, the way they talk to you, the way they treat it, the way they think that they can haggle with you for your commission or they're entitled to your commission. If I even told you broke down my expenses of like, I have to pay to keep my license. I have to have a certain level of insurance on my car. I have to have errors and in emissions insurance. Like my healthcare, I literally pay $470 a month for healthcare because I'm self-employed. I have to pay both sides. $470? Yeah. I have to pay for both sides of um, social security taxes as the employer and the employee. Right. I don't have anyone contributing to my 401k. I'm my 401k. Yeah, 100%. You know, like I grind. I will show you 100 properties. I will answer text messages late at night. I will meet you early at morning. I will talk to you. I have your back from A to Z. Yeah. And then you want to tell me that you deserve my commission. <laughs> and so like the mentality of people is insane to me. It's insane because when I fight for you, I fucking fight for you. Yeah, 100%. Right? Like, yeah, you don't get that from a lot of people. They just want to go get their commission and do what they got to do, even try to cut you out of making a great deal and, and you know, add a couple thousand further in or whatever they do. Yeah. Like, I don't. I literally had a client. I had a, a veteran. And veterans have to put 0% down on a loan, which mm -hmm. is amazing. Right? Um, so the government, they okay the property and it meets their specifications and their criteria for a solid investment. Um, they will fund a hundred percent of it. Phenomenal. Every veteran should do it. If we're talking about generational wealth, if you served our country, you are entitled to that. You should get a three unit building. And that's what I told my, my veteran, right? It's like, we're looking at these single family houses. And I was like, why don't I show you for $150,000 more? a three-unit building where you're essentially living for free. You're paying like $300 a month. Yeah, because the other two units will actually cover Covered. the mortgage, yeah. And you're not putting anything out of your pocket. And then when you get like a year or whatever the stipulations are, you can move out and rent that whole fucking thing in. Two years, yeah. 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 And so um, I was like, why? I go buy another one. I was literally like, let me. So I was showing him properties, and I'm very specific about what I show. Um, cause I know not every agent knows, right? Like you have to know what the regulations are, what they're going to kick back code, like all of that. Yeah. Um, I showed him a property and I got the seller to first come down and negotiate 
And then I got the seller to cover my client's 3% closing costs. For real? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is what I do. So negotiate down 3%. The inspection report comes back, $5,000. I get them to pay for that too, right? And then the appraisal comes back low because the appraiser is basing it off of a property that, that uh, someone so, passed. Someone passed and they left it to their kids. And so their kids just want the money. They don't want to do the work. They don't want to do anything. They just want their money and to run. And they listed it the day of the week of Thanksgiving and, and sold for cash to an investor as is. So that just fucked up my client's value. Yeah, for how much? I fucked it up a lot. I yeah. fucked it up. Um, and so where I'm like... Was it low, like fucking low, low, like $100,000? Like $30,000 No way. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. $20,000 difference, yeah. $20,000 difference. My client doesn't have that money to bring it to the table. Mm-hmm. And so I literally look at him. I'm like, do you trust me? He's like, okay. It's like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend the next three hours putting together comps, breaking down the values of each of these comps. Cause I have 48 hours when they call tidewater. That means I have 48 hours to justify this price. I'm going to fight for you. And if that doesn't work, we're going to put together a letter and send it to the VA because the VA, people at the VA, the beautiful thing about the VA system is they want our veterans to have homes. Mm-hmm. So if there's a story or justification, they want our veterans to have it. Yeah. The, I think that because of the economy and everything's happened, they were a little shaky. So the VA said no too. And I looked at my client. I was like, do you trust me? I was like, yes. And this whole time I'm breadcrumbing the listing agent I'm like, did you see interest rates went up so high? Oh my God, do you think prices are going to fall? Did you see the largest number of contracts fell apart last month ever in the history? That's 22% of contracts fell apart going into the fall season. I wonder if home values are, if they're relisted, if they're going to go down even lower. I wonder if they're going to sell. I wonder if the interest rates, like every time I'm talking to this man, uh, this is my job is to protect my client and get him to win. Yeah. My your client hired you. That's their problem. Yeah. But if I'm dropping breadcrumbs of facts, always facts of what's happening. Because then they're going to go back and Google it and look at it. And they're like, wait, maybe she's onto something. Maybe she. And then they're going to advise their clients to do what's best for their clients, which is to sell now. Because this opportunity might not be here. Exactly. So this whole time I've been breadcrumbing this other agent putting all of the facts in there as my contingency plan. So when the VA came back and said no, I went and said, okay, well, we ran the numbers. We saw out of the 3% your client gave us, I found five, the lender, not me, I don't do math. The lender found $5,000. Between that $5,000 and the $5,000 credit for the home inspection, have your client meet us halfway. They bring 10 to the table. We bring 10 to the table. And then we meet in the middle and everybody wins. And the carrying costs every month for taxes and everything else that they're going to have to pay until they sell is not worth it. What if it doesn't sell until spring and it's empty? Hmm. Right? Yeah. And all that cost starts adding up. Yeah. For your seller. So I just created a win-win situation. But realistically, did my client bring a penny to the table? No. That $5,000 overage in the 3% was coming from the seller. That $5,000 credit for the home inspection was coming from the seller. Yeah. 
the seller just brought $32,000 to the table. My client closed on a property. <sighs> this is what I do. <laughs> Get at her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say thank you for coming on and sharing some of your stories and giving some knowledge to the financial education system, which needs to be addressed and taught more in schools. Tell them, tell them where to find you before we get out of here. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere, um, or my website, reprasad.com, and it's Reprasad Luxury Group. So if you're looking to rent, buy, sell, invest, or you just want to talk about real estate design, anything, uh, I'm here to help. Thank you again. Appreciate you coming on. This is your boy, Jay Bannerman. This is another Cushion Coffee podcast with my girl, Ree. Make sure you get at her, man, and stay in tune. Go ahead and hit her inbox and ask her for any kind of questions you got about real estate. She'll be in the right direction, point you in the right direction. If not, she'll fight with you, like she just said on the goddamn fucking podcast. <laughs> I appreciate you again. Thank you. Much love. <laughs> now people are going to start trying to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> like I could fight that girl Right Did you see those noodle arms <laughs> <laughs> Little fucking noodle arms Oh shit